My people, this is not Chief, this is Prentice, and this is Bell, because Chief Ass ain't on the podcast this week. Yeah. Anyways, we're going we're gonna to keep the intro authentic and, you know, the sign. Keep it, keep it consistent as best we can in our brother's absence. But um, y'all, y'all, y'all send some, uh, some good vibes out to my guy, man. He, uh, he ain't on because he's he trying to get, get, get them dollars because uh, unfortunately Silverback then went up to the upper room. Um, and for those who don't know, Silverback is his uh, truck. He's had, he just paid that thing off in February. And yeah. you know, we was in Baltimore and his brother picked up his truck and he was like, hey man, your truck driving funny. <laughs> he came back, that thing was on his way to the upper room. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so now he, he's contemplating his next move, figuring out what he's gonna do. But uh one thing I'll say about that boy is he never disappoints in the whip category. He always pull up with something nice. So so I expect nothing less, but nonetheless, he gotta get them dollars. So that's why he's not on the night. That's what's up, man. Get to it with that money. But we're gonna hold him down like we always do. And uh like I was I, I, and just for for <laughs> some uh, candid information. We were recording this for about 15 minutes and uh, never hit record. So this is a, <laughs> we, this is a redo, y'all. But, that's, uh, it, that's in tribute to Chief, because that's some shit he do anyway. Exactly, that, exactly. He, he don't, he missed one episode and we don't know how to act, you know. Yeah, well, you're you running know. off anyway. You're still here in spirit, but we got you. That's it, we talk about this nigga like he died. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh shit, man! You gotta be but, to do some shit like that. Oh my god! But check in, P. How you feeling, man? What's going on? I I see you kind of out right now in the street, man. So talk to me. Things are good, man. You know, got the um. For those of you guys who who may not have heard, I'm in a movie dropping August six called Sheba, uh, with Nick Cannon, Chris Brown, DC Young Fly, uh, Cedric the Entertainer, um. So it's my first premiere role, you know, first first role in a in a major motion picture, man. You know, got casted on myself, performed some original work along with Stevie Wonder in the background, accompanying my uh, my words, man. Um, so that should be dope. And just really doing the work, bro. You know what I mean? Like realizing that doing the work is what gets you further. You know, so just focusing on that and just keep it moving, man. Keep my nose down and work harder. That's what's up, man. And and you said you you said something that's important, man. And you kind of just said it and moved on. But doing the work, man, like that's what we preach, right? Like that's what we talk yeah. about. And that applies in life in general, right? Um, I remember two two things I'm I'm gonna mention. Uh, I don't remember who, who said this, but um, um, a while ago, someone said. Now we so speaking to young um, athletes, basketball mm-hmm. players specifically. They were like, "Now you know the formula, right? A thousand shots a day, that's the formula, right? Now, how many are you gonna do it, right?" <laughs> and then um, Shaman Tools he used to play for UConn um, back in the day when I was there. He had put a tweet up. Uh, this was years ago. And he played for UConn basketball. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, 
always a, a at that time a, a perennial powerhouse like national champions you know the yeah, and uh he said something that was profound he said you know how good you got to be to ride the bench at UConn mm. and I'm like wow because because tools didn't play a lot you know what I'm saying but to be on that team, like the amount of first, like there was at during the time that he was playing and he graduated that era, UConn had more players in the NBA than any other college. Wow. Right? And that was a fact. So that's the the my point is him saying that one that takes a lot of humility, right? And um and two, it recognizes how hard it actually is, right? The yeah. work that's required. And that's why, even though when we know the formula, we talk about the recipe, right? You know the recipe. Question is how many people are going to perform it, though, right? Yeah. You know what to do, yeah. right? You, you know how to make collard greens, but don't mean your, your greens going to taste like your mom's, right? You may you may do something out, outside the recipe that you're trying to put your own spin on it, but if you do it the way you she tell you to do it, it's going to come close, right? She's perfected it, right? But you, you still got to follow it. And that's the thing a lot of people don't follow it. So not kudos to you, brother. That's that's awesome, man. That's that's really dope. Um yeah. what's up, up to I'm cool, man. Um my son is wilding right now though, boy. Is like this dude, which I gotta understand, man. He's not even on the charts. Like he started off in the 90th percentile. Now this dude, he's not even measurable. That's how big he is. You know what I'm saying? Are you I'm dead serious. So he's He's 14 months and my man's like 33 to 35 pounds, like something like that. But he's tall and he's like husky. And we got a report today, man. I knew something was gonna happen today. We uh, I pick him up from school and like, how how do he do today? And I'm like, he's the biggest kid because he's still an infant because he's 14 months. He's the biggest kid in his class. He looks right. like like he's like an assistant teacher. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, they were like, well. You know, he had a he he was he was crying for everything today, which is not like him. He never cries. And he bit and hit a kid. I'm mm. like, damn, Chase, you, biting him wasn't enough. You had to hit him too. So, yeah, that two piece, man. Yeah, man. So he he uh he 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 was he's been on one, but he's good. He's just, you know, I think he's going through a leap. But um, but I'm great, man. Like I've been now in my in my new role for six months and um things are starting to slow down. Right. And I'm able to start to see things with a different eye as opposed to reactive, like reactive, 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 because I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? But I'm slowing down. I'm starting to be able to get into the business, start seeing what I can do to make some real change, man. And and, and, and we're, we're doing well. So no complaints there. But, um, sure. but yeah, man, no complaints, man. Like life is good. You know, like I think sometimes, man, we we overcomplicate things and we're blessed. Yeah, sometimes we just gotta let it be what it is, man. Right, right. We're blessed, especially when it's not bad. Exactly, right, Shit. right. And and it's relative, right? Like my bad is 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 bad compared to what, right? right. Like, like it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I think sometimes we we're quick to recognize our challenges and, and not count our blessings. But uh, yeah, yeah. ain't gotta go down the rabbit hole. But um, but yeah, man. Today's topic, ladies and gentlemen is confidence slash and insecurity, right? Um, we felt it was good to address this because this is something that, you know, men deal with, 
right? You know, contrary to popular belief, right? We got feelings, right? We 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 are sensitive about certain things. We are insecure about certain things. I know we uh have that machismo, but you know, I promise most times that 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 that's present. It's it's overcompensating for something, something, some insecurity. But um, but yeah, that's 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 our topic today. And I know the reason why I said I, I wish Chief was on because he actually he, he put it together, and um, it was something clearly on the spirit about it. But um, but yeah, man. Um, what are your when it comes to when you hear the words insecurity, Prentice, like what what comes to mind? Oh, man, I, was, I was hella thinking about this, man. What really comes to mind, and I and I sometimes get mad at myself, like when we do this podcast, because I feel what well, I notice. And this is healthy too, because I'm identifying. But when I re-listen to our, our episodes, I notice how much women come up in the things that I said. You know, like mm. how much of a parallel women are to what seems like almost every aspect that we talk about. Um and again, when it comes to insecurities, I started thinking about when I thought think of insecurities in my mind, the person that I'm thinking about who's going to see me or perceive me or 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 read me are always women. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't when I think of insecurities, I don't think around like men. You know what I mean? Like I don't, mm. it's not a natural feeling for me to feel insecure around men. And I noticed that through when I found out like this was going to be our question, when we decided that this was going to be the topic, um, I don't develop, I, I don't have noticeable insecurities or conscious ones around men, but all the ones I think about have to do with women. Um, and I kind of want to like break down that on my own free time. But when I think about the insecurities, I think it was always like um, not meeting woman A, B, or C's like uh, criteria for what a good man is. You know what I'm saying? Like, every woman is different. So every woman has um, like requirements and standards she wants to meet. And I think because of my lack of confidence in myself, I always try to mold myself into whoever was in front of me at that moment, what they wanted to see out of a man, you know what I mean? So I'm not necessarily sure how to word that for insecurity. Yeah, I, I say, let's, let's, let's slow down for one second, man. Cause you just said a lot, whether you realize it or not. I know you obviously- I don't think I did. Yeah, you're speaking from the heart, which is phenomenal. But, dude, you know how difficult that is to say aloud what you just said, right? And I'm going to slow down. I'm going I'm to I'm break it down. You said, I lack confidence. So what I did is I molded myself to the women that I was dating. Yeah. Right? Dude, that, so that's this is the whole topic right here, right? Because... Not many, I'm not gonna say none, but not many men can say that with this much confidence, right? And I'm not bragging about how well you articulate it. I'm bragging about the place you're in today where yeah. that just flows, right? And it's a reflection. It's an understanding of where you were and that's not where you are today, right? But um, it goes back to the work. I mean, interject it goes back to the work no this is the work that's exactly my point right like in order for you to say that you have to understand that mm -hmm. right and the challenge is man 
And, and I know this is where Chief wanted to go with this. I think sometimes, man, we get so caught up in this bravado, right? Like we don't want to appear weak. We don't want to appear soft. So when you talk about insecurities and yours came with women, I think this, this topic is, is not as, um, it's not as uh, prevalent for me, right? Like I, I have insecurities, but my insecurity, I shouldn't say it's not prevalent. It's not as prevalent as yours in regards to women. Believe it or not, the first time I realized I had an insecurity, the first time I realized it was um, I was 14 and I was uh, talking to this girl that was 17. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, well endowed. <laughs> she, she, uh, <laughs> she was, uh, she, she had a nice body at a young woman. Huh? Yeah, exactly. She woman, but... So she, she ended up um, attracting older men. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember, I'll never forget this shit. Like, I'm 14, mind you. I, I'm not, not, ladies and gentlemen, I was 14, 6'2 at 14, right? So the height I am now, that's the height I was when I was 14. But um, so I always looked older, but I wasn't. And I'll never forget this shit, man. Like she had these drug dealers pulling up in these Q45s and all of this. And, I'm, and, I, and might I add, <laughs> she lived across the street from me. Like mm-hmm. literally across the street. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we don't have to call each other if we're on each other's porches, we can just communicate. And, um, and I was watching that shit happen, man. And I'm like, and it was like, at that moment, I felt like I wasn't enough, which I, you know, I was 14, like I was a boy, you know what I'm saying? So, and that like messed with me. Mm, you just triggered the thought in mind. So, so what ended up happening for me is as a result of that, because all I kept saying, it was the summertime. All I kept saying is like, man, I can't wait to go to high school. I can't wait to go to high school. Like, I can't wait to go to high school. That's all I kept saying because I knew once I got to high school, I would be around more women and my age and whatever. But what that did is that triggered something in me in the future that I never let a female have that much power and control over me. Right? So that that's that's at 14. At 14. Wow. At 14. So you got to remember too, man, like I, a lot of my decisions in my life were made well before my peers. So it allowed me when the, my time came to go through whatever it is that they, that we were supposed to go through at the appropriate age, I had already gotten over it. So I didn't succumb to the peer pressure. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so like, like for instance, like smoking weed, right? Mm-hmm. I realized at 12 that weed wasn't for me, right? Like I realized at 11 or 12, like some of my friends or some, because I remember I hung out with older people. So they're 14, 13, 14, and they tried it. They tried to get me to try it. I was like, no, I'm good. So now when I'm 13 and my peers, my circle of influence is doing it, I've already been down that road. Like I'm good. So I don't yes. I come to the peer pressure. So that's how my life has always been. I've always made decisions before my time. But anyway, that so what that triggered in me, man, is never letting a woman have that much control over my feelings, right? So this is actually a good segue, man, because Carrie Hilson, you guys know her, <laughs> Grammy, Grammy winner, uh, amazing songwriter. She said, 
Men who provide emotional security and display wise leadership will get the softest, most feminine, relaxed, trusting, guard down, submissive, nurturing version of their woman. And my only rebuttal to that is you have to give to get. Like that experience at 14 didn't allow me to go into relationships just willing to hand my soul over, right? The willing to be as vulnerable as possible. I had to figure out what was happening. And then I and then I jumped in. But that was my that was a long story, but that was my first spell at understanding I had an insecurity. Right. Yeah, man. I think I think like with with, with Terry Hilson's comment, if you if I think about it, I think people it's a good conversation to have, but nothing she's saying I, I want to say is it true you know what i mean i, I think what, what it is like i think it's a, that's a common sense type of statement it's the quality of the woman that shows how caring she is or how nurturing she is you know what i mean so you can do all those things and get the most loving version loving caring and all the other descriptions she listed but you know, how prevalent are those or how dominant are those traits in that woman? You know what I'm saying? So if that's not usually how she is, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be to your level or, you know, to the to like reciprocity. It's not going to be reciprocal necessarily. Well, and the other thing, too, man, it's like. I would challenge that by saying, can you be that to every woman you meet? And the answer, in my opinion, is no. Right. Can you be her? Can you be everything she said? Can you can you lead with emotional yeah all that yeah yeah so what she said is yeah provide emotional security and display wise leadership will get the softest whatever but it's like we need emotional security too and, and, and relationships are not they're not that black and white you, you get what i'm saying not. like there are learning curve of like a million different levels within relationships so while I may get the most loving version of you, being loving is something you may need to be working on your damn self. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, being a leader and making wise decisions may be a, a, a skill that I need to develop more. Yeah. So, so speaking of that, man, so speaking of develop more, I, I just want to go back to, because I, I think what you said was so profound, man, and, and, and how you would, you were not to minimize this, but it just makes sense to me. And maybe it may make sense to the listeners. You can, you can tell me I'm wrong, but it mm -hmm. sounds like from what you're saying with the, when you had the lack of confidence and you were molding yourself to the woman, it sounds like, and if I'm paraphrasing, like you were trying to be enough or trying to be chosen by Absolutely. a woman, you know what I'm saying? So my question premise is how did you under, how did you identify that? Um, the work now. It, that's not anything that I could have told you. Um, that wasn't a real time understanding. That's a reflection. No, that's absolute reflection. Got it. Because I had to make sense. You got to make sense of your past in order for your, your present to make sense. You know what I mean? So you got to go back to those things and try to piece things together. So you kind of understand why you are the way you are now. Um, so that came that came in the now work to understand that it was a lack of confidence, because if you're if I'm constantly molding myself into a different shape, depending on who's in front of me, who I'm committed to or who I'm interested in, I never take my own form. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't mold myself into Prentice and it takes the relationship I'm in now to realize this too. 
I'm in this, like we're in this, this partnership, Sarai and I, with me as a whole apprentice, learning which parts of myself need to kind of be tweaked. Mm. But the core of me gets to remain the same. Which you give it up there? I understand 100% what you're saying. Your core wasn't established back then. At all. I didn't allow myself to establish it because yeah. my focus was turning into shape for her, whoever her was. You get what I'm saying? And then if I don't have a her, I'm assessing what shape I need to take on to, to have a her. You get what I'm saying? Not necessarily allow myself to go through the ebbs and flows of life and be like, okay, this is a strength. This is a trait. This is something I need to work on. It was just it was it was it was the goal it was the goal versus the mission what i mean mm -hmm. by that is the, the mission is to have a partner right the, the goal to have a lifelong partner the goal is to get the woman first right so now you you're 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 achieving the goal but you're you're, you're never going to achieve the mission you're going to have the woman but you don't know enough about yourself therefore <laughs> here's this, here's the crazy thing therefore she won't know enough about you boom but right. she, but she thinks she does, right? Because you're, you're, you're molding, you're, you're, you know, transforming for it, man. You, you, you shift into whatever you got to do to, to. But that to fit that description. That comes, man. That comes, like you said, is insecurity, right? It's lack of confidence when you don't know. You just try to read and adapt. Like, all right, boom. So, and it happens when we're in unfamiliar settings as human beings, not even black or white human beings. We're unfamiliar settings. We read the setting, right? All right, let me just see what's happening, see what everybody's doing. Okay, boom, boom. Uh, I can take a little bit of this and take a little bit of that until you gain the confidence of, or, or the comfort to move in whatever room that is, right? So, um, so I so I get it, man. And, and believe it or not, that's something that happens um, in uh, in business, right? It's um, we call it imposter syndrome where you don't want to appear that you don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. So you move like you do. But in reality, if you, if you could admit that you don't, then that means you could then ask for help, right? Um, and you got what? I was gonna say, it, it makes it so much difference now because along with the imposter syndrome, society nowadays operates in a, in a realm virtually that allows you to feed into that. You be whoever you want to. Right. You so it's like that, you right? Want. You can get on there and be who you want. So I think one of the things, we, we should touch on this on, a, on another topic or just food for thought for, for all of you out there listening to us is how in today's society do we allow ourselves to kind of um, you know, look at these insecurities while living in a society where, you know, all of us, if we're on the internet, try to put our best foot forward, the majority of us, you know what I'm saying? Give our best and purest display. Right. Um, but how do you, in a world like that, you know, kind of sneak under the cover to do that work that nobody sees? Yeah, you know what I mean? but, so but I'll take that a step further, though, Prentice. I think it's time to see it, right? That's That's what we're doing, right? I feel you. I agree with you, right? Do the work. Nobody has to know what you're doing. You're doing the work you're working on you. That's dope, right? Because the end result will be the same. But what I, what we're promoting is how powerful it would be for a lot to allow others in. To, to normalize. Yeah, right? Because 
Now, now when you have the information, now it's on you, right? And that's another thing, man. And I don't want to go off too far on on a tangent, but um, people, some people, don't want that responsibility because they want to be able to blame it on something, right? They want to be able to point the finger because I, I tell my salespeople all the time, man, when there's a challenge. I'm like, nobody, I tell them all the time, nobody wants to be told that they're the problem, right? Nobody wants to be told that they're the problem. So they deflect, right? Well, if I had this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, this wouldn't be a problem. If I, if I did this, 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 okay, that's great. But what if I told you, if you follow these steps, that will no longer be an issue. The only challenge with that is you're the only one that can follow those steps. Nobody else can do it. You know what I'm saying? So when you remove the, the security blanket of deflection, right? Or, or, or the blame game, right? Now it's like, I, I don't want to really hear it right now, brother. Right? Now I understand that mental, mental health is a lot deeper than just following some steps. I understand that. So I'm not, I'm not minimizing depression. I'm not minimizing like clinical anxiety. I'm not minimizing any of those things. All I'm saying is if there is a way to help, wouldn't you want to know, right? <clears throat> whether, whether it applies to you or not. So I think that's the part, man, that we have to normalize us black men doing the work, right? And, and not for nothing, get credit when we do. Hell yeah. Get credit when we do, because you know, Sarai's definitely benefiting from that confidence that you've acquired, you know? Right. Your kids are benefiting from that confidence you acquired. You know, like, that's that's something that's important. I was just talking to my daughter, and this is actually, this is in the same vein. So my daughter, y'all, is, uh, she's 24. And um, she just got a new job, right? Like, great paying job, most money she's ever made. She's so pumped. And um, and when they told her what they're offering her, she said she almost fell out her chair. But they were, when they offered it to her, they thought it may not be enough. So there was, they were like, oh, you're, you're okay with it? And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm great with it. But I was telling them, I'm like, look, you have to understand that you are more than what, um, you you perceive yourself to be. Mm -hmm. right? Your outward perception is stronger than your inward perception. And I was like, and once you start to believe that, then you'll see all these other doors open up for you. Other people see it in you, you just don't see it in yourself yet, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because it's confidence. That's all it is. She didn't have a lot of work experience, so she didn't think she warranted that money. Because of, and, and she found where she, her confidence came from as it pertains to this job is through experience. She didn't feel like she had enough of it. So she didn't feel like she was, it was warranted, right? So, so, so I say all that to say, where does your confidence come from today? Uh, it, it comes from the, the, the results of the work. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think that's that's really good. I'm glad I'm glad your daughter had that experience because one, hopefully, what it allows her to do is um, realize that you know people are always and it goes back to what I was saying like about my insecurity. Like 
if you allow everybody to always place value on you, you'll never be able to stake your price point. Exactly. It'll always fluctuate. Somebody may think you're worth 500. Another person may think you're worth 5,000. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't come to a point where you allow those kind of experiences to kind of kind of guide you, you know what I mean? To kind of tailor and find your value, man. You'll, you'll keep your whole life having people offering you from a chicken dinner to a Bentley. You know what I'm right. saying? So I think for me, the, the confidence came in and just really, I had to start giving myself credit. That's mm. not something I'm really big on. Dude, that's not something we are um, accustomed to doing. Myself yeah, included. I'm not, myself man. included. And I started having to just give myself credit, bro. You know what I mean? Like once quarantine hit and I realized like how good of a father I am and how I wing that shit and, and, and you know, like everything, it kind of just maybe say, yo, you need to pat yourself on the back despite what anybody else has told you going back Period. to going back to insecurities being, you know, basing my worth off of what somebody else has told me before. So if my second mother's child told me I ain't shit and I've been holding on to that for eight years like I actually did, she didn't say I wasn't shit. But I get there's some, some sentiments that I picked up on. Um, then I'm going to feel that way. And that's going to transfer into my relationship with him. And some of my behavior and interactions with my own son is going to be out of guilt or me feeling like, oh, the other app here doesn't approve of this, so let me step it up. You know what I'm saying? In 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 a some aspect. I don't know if I'm really making sense right no, now. No, it makes perfect sense. You you basically allowing somebody else to tell you where your confidence level should be. Right. And, and so and, yeah, and it came from self, man. It came from the work and just starting to give myself credit. And I don't have I don't have people around me um who are combating my joy or my positivity or my energy or my thoughts. They're all cultivating and supporting it, which is different than what I had before, right? Another, so sometimes another, we got to get a new experiences too. Another way to say that is you don't have people around you projecting their insecurities on you. Absolutely. Oh, you, 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 can't, you can't get paid this for that show. I never make nothing like that. How you going to get that, right? Like we ain't the same, bro. We ain't the same. So it's important, right? So like, it's interesting, man, because I don't know where my confidence came from. Like I've been told I'm cocky. I've been told all these things. And my opinion is the people who tell me that there's there's something that I bring out in them that makes them insecure, right? Um, like I, I mentioned many, many episodes ago, I actually stopped talking to a girl that I was talking to for a little bit because she told me I'm cocky. And I said, okay, give me an example. And her example was I walk with my head up. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> that's funny to me, man. Literally, that was her example. I'm like, as opposed to what? So, needless to say, that was our last day together. Because um, I just, I just can't deal with it. But, but I was having a, um, a conversation with one of my peers, and um, and she and I were talking, and and she was talking about some of the uh, the. The things that she, the thing, the negative things she says to herself, right? And 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 that, like you talked about, things that were said to you that paint the picture and 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 then paint your reality. She's talking about how she, what she says to herself, <laughs> that then becomes her reality. And you know, and we were talking about it because I was knowing role, yada yada yada. And I'm like, actually, I have the opposite problem. 
Like there's nothing that I don't feel like I can do, right? So it's like, for me, sometimes that gets me in trouble, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. that gets me in trouble because I'm an eternal optimist, right? So I, I feel if I work hard enough and I keep a positive attitude, then I can get it accomplished. Now that doesn't mean there's not insecurities about the process, but I still feel like I can still get to wherever it is I wanna go, right? But again, it's a gift and a curse. Like I just emailed my boss last night at 10 o'clock, right? And um, I told him, I'm like, hey, I'm having, literally verbatim, I said, I'm having some insecurities and anxiety around these numbers. I need your help to, to, to define it. Yeah, being straightforward about it. Huh? Being straightforward about it, yeah. rather than kind of like tailoring your delivery or thinking about who you're talking to and what's the best way to say that that's dope. Normalizing that shit in the workplace. Right. Cause so and here was his first of all, I emailed him at 10 something at night, first of all. Second, second of all, he responded immediately. I was like, Bell, I'm so proud of you. Like I love that you're asking for help. Mm -hmm. Right. So for him, it was like a milestone because I haven't really asked for help because I'm just trying to figure this shit out. And that's what we all do as a default. Right. Mm -hmm. but it's like, again, doing the work and normalizing it. Right. Like my my my. Uh, Vice president, like he has a big job, right? he has a big job. So the fact that he was able to get back to me and the fact that he commended me, guess what that will now do? It will make me more inclined to ask again. Right. something right and that's 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 it right it's we have to understand that asking for help isn't shouldn't be it doesn't translate to you aren't secure you don't have confidence right it's just no it translates to i need more clarity so i can be better right and and, and obviously i'm using a work example but that translates in life it does. Um, you know, it does. Yeah. I think people should realize having an insecurity doesn't mean that you have to act like it doesn't exist when it rears its head. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think we're we're like our, our brain teaches us to kind of get out of that circumstance or um, just kind of keep going. You Mask. know what I'm saying? Something. Put a bandaid. You know, don't treat the wound, but put a bandaid. I say that a lot, but I think it it is it's appropriate. We gotta identify it. Like right now is this insecurity. And if we can't solve it in the moment, we gotta hold on to that moment so that we can try to figure out how to treat it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? For the next time that it comes, but we can't, like fellas, we can't with these insecurities just act like they're not there only when we're alone by ourselves with nobody else to help us out because sometimes you may need somebody to help you with your thoughts. You know what I mean? Sometimes you may need to be able to get that shit out. So we, we can't act like it doesn't exist. And I think and, we do a lot. And insecurities does not equate to weakness. At all. Right? Uh, your lack of confidence in areas do not, does not equate to weakness. Right? And I think that's why we mask it. Right? That's why there's so many things that happen that we try to shield everybody from because we don't want to expose ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we have to, you know, bear our souls to everybody, but the sooner, like you said, Prentice, the sooner you can you can identify this, the sooner it can be addressed. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, man, I, I wanna um I wanna wrap up now because of, like like we said, guys, we, we're trying to keep our episodes under 40 minutes and uh we're about 30, 35, 36 minutes right now. But um 
what are what's what final thoughts, man? Do you have about about this topic? And 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 just so you guys know, like if, if this is something that you want us to continue to talk about, we can because this this episode we can we can add chief and add another hour to it, right? Like it's it's so much. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, but but anyway, what's your uh, what's your final thought, man? Uh, don't don't be afraid in the midst of your insecurities to really try to solve them and don't get frustrated when you can you know what i'm saying don't get frustrated when you think of something you try something and it doesn't work you, you it's it's a it's life you know what i mean like you gotta you gotta try it again but don't put those insecurities to the side because they rear their heads in other parts of our life you know right. what i mean and kind of make life a lot more difficult all because we're trying to avoid whatever it is going on. yeah yeah and uh, uh, my final thought is this, uh, fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, we all have insecurities of some sort. I don't care who you hold at the highest esteem, they too have some insecurities, right? The only difference is how we address them, all right? That's it. Uh, so let's normalize insecurities, let's normalize mental health, and let's normalize uh, empowering one another. Because I think that's that's what we need more than anything. Oh. I don't know, Prince. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna attempt. I'm gonna attempt to exit, man. I know you opened this up, but I'm, I'm gonna attempt to exit, and Let's uh, do it. I'm gonna do my best, best chief rendition. Y'all tell me how I did in the comments. So, uh, <laughs> y'all, uh, hug a black man today. Do it. And tomorrow. Do it. We out, y'all. You got, you got, you got to give a more DJ envy voice. You got, you know, yo, yo, yo. So you know, hug a black man today, and then we like do it and tomorrow. Do it, and then, you know that little, that little, that little gentle ass laugh that nigga got there. <laughs> All right, y'all. We out. No, 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 no.